Also, that's all we're going to look at history. History is a subject I didn't like in school. I need to thank for all that generation, geography, one of today's history. History was the last subject on earth that had a perfect French and I could attach to French. It's something I couldn't connect with the French language, so I had French on the earth. This morning, like tables and chairs could be male or female. I was always just a stumbling block that lives in the last of that. I can't understand how a devil can identify itself as a male or a female. And so the history goes as well. So, I'm going to go back and I divulge. I've been on this mission. It's about a, a season in the church I felt. So we were going back to basics. I remember that video. A while ago, I put a prayer chat, I was going back to basics, and then a lot's happened with baptismals. We had the Platinum Jubilee, we're just a host of other things for new faith, things like that. So, I really feel so, this is where we're at as a church, is to go back to our fundamental core values, why we exist, the reason we exist, and we mentioned four things Christ exalted, Holy Spirit, all inclusive. Mission minded, we've got to preach it, we've got to teach it, we've got to pray out it. And when I was going to the list, I thought, okay, put my golf club first. Better to it to go Christ exalted, it was just the first one on the list. And above all things, that Christ will be exalted. But I thought, okay, so then, I don't want to be that's a long time. It's one, two, three, four, and then mission minded would be number four on the list. And so that's, I don't want it to be as important thing, I want it to be like four. Little blocks as church stands for life. So I thought, well, go for mission minded. And I start to review history. And it's just a history of this church. But to go back to a period that I have never studied before, it's easier for me to preach for the Bible, even the history of this church and the Pentecostal history. Time was Azusa Street, the Hebridean revivals, and the power of Pentecost. Prayer came and stuck about that, came and jogged through the history of revivals in the northeast. Well, with the camp of the Baptists, and it just went with the Deuteronomy to the Baptists and the camps, and it was just spread like wildfire. I could tell you about the revivals in Balkans, the St. Paul's was even in a little bit of touch as well. I tell everybody, I've studied these things. But when I was going back to basics, I wonder about period in history, with history being my first subject, I had no idea about. And maybe you have no idea. And there was a period after the apostles, for the first couple of hundred years after that, that they had the God's world canonized. We can't, can't see the Bible that you can freely access on a map or uh, old fashioned. Book, that's 66 books, kind of sitting in the old 29 in the new covenant, new testament, that was put together through history, and this was presented as the Holy Bible. The first few hundred years, I didn't hear that. They had parchments, and I used to think of us, the Apostle John, writing a letter, you're part of the church that he's sitting in the letter, and you get this. After the Apostle John that's worked with Jesus, and you became become a disciple of John. Well, those was written literature for like God's disciples, disciple. And they write like, I am a disciple of a disciple of John. 
according to his strength. It's amazing uh, to glean from these things. And it didn't cut the word of God or the Holy Bible, but it's cut in God's books. So they got a lot of God's books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and so these people that kept in the apostles and that. Amazing period of history. Couple of hundred years. The stories. But in that culture, it's actually stories. Or storytellers. So they tell the stories of this is what happened with Jesus and some people, maybe new people, that was in the upper room. That story, what does he tell your kids? Was in the upper room? Jesus tells it to wait. The promise of the Holy Spirit, we had no idea. We really gave ourselves in it, but we waited and then tongues of fire came in the wind. <coughs> that sons and grandchildren passed one story. They came right in archives, scribes, started to detail accounts and bring it together for a few hundred years in history and a wonder God, how did you move in mission? In a period without social media, without um, advertising, with really modes of transport that could go global. Like they had boats and stuff, but they wouldn't have flying people through jet planes to be evangelistic movements. What that how the gospel moved from house to house to house to house. If I was to pre-church, before I read, I would have just thought, oh, let's put it first forth. It must have just exploded through Europe and beyond to Asia, the four corners of the globe, the driving force of the Holy Spirit, the people must have been people of boldness, of power, of signs and wonders, around the hook, raising the dead through miracles, and that must have been the hook. And I started to, to study. It went on. It was a heartbeat. It was a message. It was a conduct in a time of Roman rule and persecution that killed Jesus, murdered him, and yet these people were springing up by the Christian. And there's documents that you can find that added to the scholars apologetics that they would write to the emperor, Mestica Tortillion, one of the very earliest. Doctrinal people. He didn't have me to write theology, but he was almost an expert scholar. And he wrote to the emperor at the time and said, I have no idea why you're trying to kill us. Our message is to deal with love. We see somebody in need, we help them. We're peacemakers in a society that's full of chaos. A bit like Jesus, Tertullian wrote to the emperor and says, well, one of these crimes are you trying to persecute us for? He was like, is it only because we've taken the name of Christ? We're told Christian? We didn't have a good deal in crimes? Was theology's name wet or murder or anger? It's about God's love, being steadfast, being patient. Is it only because we are told Christians? Is that our crime? And Tertullian went to the emperor and says, You got this, but no other form of people under Roman rule. Like the Napoleonites. They're trying to Napoleonites, we judge them on the haircut. 
Just say Jamie's item, just paraphrasing Gal. Do not judge Naomi because it takes someone else's name. You judge them if they counsel, if they lie, to steal. But for the Christian, because we're called Christians, you come after us. Why? You brutalize them. Why? As I show in front of you've seen the stadiums, what? Men that took gladiators, or Christians against gladiators. They used to have feasts, and you could imagine the gladiator would just do it from death. After he was there and fought and blood of death to people. There was something about the Christian. And he faced those moments. They used to watch the gladiator against that one that ate a meal and the crowd would cheer, waiting for this brutalization. And he came to the Christian then, turned into the Lord's Supper, and raised their voices and said, Thank you, Jesus, for an opportunity of living for you and to die for you. Maybe first death by the Lord he was for the cow. Slowly but surely the crowd, something about this Christian has started to examine ancient history and how the gospel spread. I'm gonna try and stick to my notes because a lot of us is, is information, okay? I'm gonna hear about habitus. It's a word habitus that we would get the wealthiest world habit. Like habit might be an action, habitus is the attitude before the action. We've all got habits, we've all got habitus. It's how we respond instinctively to our environment. You see the Jubilee there, the event, we begin in Jack. And God save the Queen. Do you remember that? I didn't tell her ago. Right? So then I went to a pastoral retreat thing for the Scottish pastor. It was after that, Sunday after that. And there was a Northern Ireland Irish pastor there. And now he ministers in Green. And he said, if he did what I did, that would have caused division, anger, Violence, maybe even murder in his community. Wow, it's shocking. He says, Kevin, how are you going to get there? How? And some of you will realize this. Because the division with the Union Jack, God said the Queen type, and the tricolour, Irish root side, that'll bring food like this. The Ranger side, the tricolour, the God said the Queen side. No, in the tricolour. The Union Jack, God said the Queen side, Ranger. Select, tricolour, and then God said the Queen. Okay? It's against, it's ingrained. That supports us to say. It's a Protestant. Union Jack, God said the Queen, Ranger side. Is the most like Catholic, so like tricolour, not going to say the Queen's side. Streets are divided, it's ingrained in society. And it's the habit, the habitus, which people are brought up with, not even caring how they get there or fight. They just do. It's how they respond to the environment. So if a church that we did, it's a jubilee, if it was today in Northern, some places in Northern Islands, some places didn't they just ignore that they were there was a Queen Jubilee because they didn't want to start a riot. 
in the church. You do one thing, but you're an excuse for the democratic division in that church. It's just, it was just nothing to do. And they looked at us and thought, you guys are crazy. You guys are actually insane. But what's the difference? Habitus. When society responds to something one way, well, when society's there, you like that. So habitus or nuances is there like that, you respond a different way to the very same thing. Each one of us carries a habitus. Could be the why people assess the northeast. It's why I was blocked up. I was blocked up that way. A lot of things, but a big thing we had a conversation yesterday, like uh, Johnny Wizzy, like Johnny Cusset, used to have ties and hair in the newspapers. If anyone mentions ties and hair, and I think about Johnny Wizzy on the kitchen table, the newspaper printed me on the ties. Cinnamon is my habitus. Whatever pops up, it means absolutely nothing. It could be your wife or treat with parents. Your angry parents have mistreated you, and you're angry against the world. This is the habit for you. It's a habitus. Far marks up your mental. It's how you respond to your environment. If you've got lack of love issues and worldly issues, balance issues, may just you form the habits for your You remember so far? Habitus. Just store that word. And I will go back to that couple of hundred years. Habitus, a lifestyle that dominates it. And back to that period, let us say, under Roman rule, there was a few plagues. And that mentioned us because of the season we've been through, or a plague that never be seen as God, but the hell blow. 140 AD, in the early 200s, there was a plague of smallpox, a plague that could wipe out the Roman Empire. The same time the church came under severe persecution, but miraculously grew. How did they grow? Habitus was different for the pagans. A few points. A lot of the Bible says found in a book had a patient famine for the early church. It's a book I found. Instead of reading 50 books today with loads of different parchments, this guy brought a lot of There were three men historical theologians during the time, okay? So this is what my history lesson for you. Is that okay? I mean, if you're as bored as sister as I used to be, you'll maybe you'll be an excuse for falling asleep. I think it's important to lay a foundation. Tertullian, Cyprian, and Lactentius. In their writings are contained documentation of the response of the church and its ultimate survival and growth during that time. So they document there's a plague of the persecution. This was the church's response. This is how it survived. In that time, there's an important, massive theme of evangelism and how to grow the church. In fact, they thought, you see, the Great Commission, you'll go out there, all the world preaching Gospels. They lived under the guise of that place or found during the Apostles' time. They believed that the Apostles were sent out to the Twelve, the Twelve Apostles were sent out to four corners of the globe. And so that had been fulfilled. So they didn't see worldwide mission as part of their ultimate aim. 
same as us. Patience, or Paul went to the last book as well, patience and kindness. The Christians at that time were treaties on patience. Three of them. Common things of every parchment. Patience, 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 and kindness. Quote, by the way Cyprian uses this place, he tells his readers that the challenge that Christians face in the mid-third century is to live their faith, make it visible, demonstrate the gospel to the watching world. Cyprian relates the faith that the Christians are to demonstrate a particular virtue, patience. Their faith is a patient faith. Then he quotes simply in his saying, Therefore, as servants and worshippers of God, let us show by spiritual homage the patience that we learn from the heavenly teachings. For that virtue we have in common with God. Tertullian observed that outsiders, outsiders Tertullian observes, look at the Christians and their patient approach to life, and are intrigued. Patience, he asserts, attracts the heathen. Like Tertullian and Cyprian, Lactantius grounds his understanding of patience in the character and work of God. He does this especially when dealing with the coming of Christ. People he knows prefer example of our talk. Because talk is easy, but example is hard. This is why God chose to send not disembodied words from heaven, but he sent an incarnate son in a mortal body. Lactantius here, a powerful analogy, is not just the preaching of the gospel, people need, or they do need, or as the Father just said, words. It's a people and an embodiment that will display Christ in a world. That before people might listen to what we have got to say about the God of love and patience and kindness, they first have to see it in a life. Something or somebody that they can touch Habitus is changed within them. They respond differently to their environment. The season that they were writing this was a season of great panic, plague. What happened was this the pagans. So you consider yourself, you're in that day, you're living in the past few hundred years, AD, after Jesus is king. Send it to the Father. There's this plague that's threatening the white foot of the Empire. Are you kidding Maybe you, your life, and humanity. They're in the idol worship. Worshiping false gods, false statues. What they used to do was the God would demand a sacrifice to answer the prayers of the people. That time of panic, people used to be starting. You imagine yourself as a family. Your only hope is this false God, who's costing them an awful lot of money to try and please this God <coughs> to stop the plague. 
small team. Recycle facing, as much as they did recycle facing, please not the flag, it didn't come there on your Panic, 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 panic. You don't see plant that part. Maybe they are going to the local supermarket to find a single one bond on as well. Maybe. Stay on planet, stay on shooting, looking for answers in different places. Sacrifice and sacrifice. We must sacrifice the more to get this answer that we are looking for the plague we stop. Still, absolute panic, the doctors didn't have an answer. Habitus. Habitus, the way it was brought up. Took on this God. Appeal of the God, appeal of the God, appeal of the God. But there was people of peace. That one minute there was the same. Appeal of the God, appeal of the God, appeal of the God. And then during that time worship, it wasn't for being our close brother and wives, right? Worship was sacred for them. Worship was never an evangelistic event to one people. But worship services was so sacred that when you became a believer, then you went to the worship service. If you went through the works of baptism, then you did the Lord's Supper, so that was even better sacred. I'm saying, back to that, I think the heart was right. Worship's a sacred moment for the believers. It's never used to one people. So worship in Jesus. He deserves all in moments by his people. So, that was that who have you movement kind of Christians that was just deemed good and being patient and weren't panicking, but the rest of the world was panicking. Christian was near known for being people of great patience. Kindness, we spoke about kindness another time. I just want to focus on the world. They were patient people. The preaching at the time was not sacrifice to our Father so he stopped the plague. The preaching at the time was Christ has become our sacrifice. All right, we call it. When the scholar stood up and says, This plague is affecting the righteous and the unrighteous alike. This plague is affecting the heathen and the Christian. Pagan man of people like God. And his sermon was of enduring patience. He says, We are going to die one day. We might get through the plague, we might get through something else. We will do what we can to help the people in need, monster of watching the feet, monster of helping them. But the care in that air of God is in control of my times and my seasons. The pagans was costing them an awful lot of money. I just want to throw in this information at you because it's like a history lesson. But you can, one of the biggest things to do with being part of that pagan society is that your burial was taken care of. It used to cost an awful lot of money and became upper class because people wanted to be buried right. And then they looked down at those Christians and they were burying poor people. They put money. It was never getting rich. It was about this God is incredibly patient and incredibly kind. And that's people of peace were not just people of peace. They didn't have found coliseums and did evangelistic crusades. They carried a peace 
patience that surpasses all understanding. Can you imagine what a pagan sacrifice to some idol? Nothing is changing. Your habitus, your heart still unrest, you're still panicking, you're still looking for answers. And then you know it's a guy. You weren't me. I used to be like you. But now he's coming, he's working as a coppersmith. And he's now got peace. And he's now got patience. And he's now saying, Come on, therefore, I will follow Jesus. These people became pastors of the workplaces. Why? Because their habitus changed. Because the people that pagan worshippers looked on and thought, these people have changed. That's how the gospel was written. These people, habits have changed. They used to be panickers like us. Now they carry peace. They used to call women to an idol, worshipping panic. Speaking about the eternal sacrifice, Jesus Christ, that He is the Lord and Savior, and that He permeates. The next human crusades, what came to happen? It was once somebody became a Christian, and see if they were tormented, and spirit went soul, and they were sick. They just used to offer up prayer. The person next to them, oh, he became a Christian. Are you real? Are you oppressed by the devil? I became a Christian really so far. What's the prayer about us? They have asked the tiles. They have on it, boy. The first hundred, few hundred years you'll find document upon document about this patient Christians. People will live a time of extreme life. We thought the panic was our when the vaccine came. When the vaccine came, then the fuel crisis is mysteriously up and up and up and up and up. People might be sacrificing to the governments. Panic, 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 panic. I wonder that the greatest evangelist. I choose we can carry at this time is the wonderful gift of patience and the children's sincerity. This problem is affecting the Christian and the non-Christian. We can pray with the prayer meetings and we shall, but yet, we carry out patience and peace. God is in control of our destiny. Carry the virtues of Christ to help one another through this. First few hundreds, 80, plenty, honey, money was going to show up, sacrificing honey, idols. Well, the habitus has changed. Peace, 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 there are peace. Why are you peace? Peace is in my life. And I'm glad I've given up. Ever since, fell along with that. But a peace in my heart, and he's in control. I'm a planet guy. I'm here as peace. I can be at peace. Jesus can be at peace. Do you want to be at peace with Christ? I 
So I was I'm a man. What did I do? I think that's kind of more about the plan. Is a government market here? Okay, I was reduced to the I don't think so. Oh, pray for that. Well, I think I'm part of the plan now. I've never been a proper doom and gloom. It's happened, it's happened, I couldn't go from it. Response to the church. How are we going to respond to this? We need some answers. If people want to touch something, we can say, God be we, God is funny, God loves it. We can show it through the rooftops. People are looking for solutions and they will see it in other people before they hear your message. How do we respond? We respond by being people who eternal peace and patience, knowing that He is in control. Living our lives before the world, care that they're watching. If you're just as panicky as them, come on now. If you are just as, we're people of faith, God's in control, He wants us, He cares for us. If we are just as panicky as them, who does that say? I've got God and I've got a message. The value is it, as we live like the Father never was as much. What encourages us? This is maybe the never best Pentecostal message you have ever held in your life. But believe, I believe in all my heart, the best that we can be in the world today is a Christ of peace and helpfulness and love. Wonderful prayers. I think the Lord can do this. And I believe it's an amazing opportunity to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have people full of patience, full of endurance, full of peace, black in their shoes. And you think the last 2,000 years, everything has changed in this world. Plagues have changed, and why would the movement of the globe has changed? We've got airplanes, we've got iron ones, we've got numerous things that Christians made, thousands of games, and overhead projectors, and guitars, and electricity, and all these things have changed. But yet, nothing has changed. The deep humanity, the deep habitus, how we respond to the world around us. And as I have been reviewing these things, I thought nothing has changed. It's been a challenge to me. The gospel of Jesus Christ transforms lives, changes our habitus, so that once you was a Hanukkah, now you carry peace. That the heart of the gospel is no worldwide evangelism necessarily. The heart of the gospel is people's lives being transformed one by one by one by one by your thoughts and by your moves, by your drones and by your moves and by your drones, but it's one by one by one. There's a problem with the world of paradise and peace. No testimony, no gift, and Jesus has changed my habitus. It has changed my habits. It's changed my arm. It's changed the inner being, the one that you could get to. Because of what we do prayer, because of what we do because of what we do evangelism, because of what we do good deeds, because of what we carry ourselves differently. Our habitus has changed. Once I was this, but now I am something that God is working on, and I'm a work in progress. If you're a Christian and gave us more he has changed. Oh, you are, does this make sense? You respond to your environment differently. You are not made to respond to your environment like somebody that doesn't get Jesus, because Christ, the great I am, 
Lynch was then yet. The world is ever changing, ever the same. Our response as Christians is so much different than the world's response. A history lesson, habitus. Jesus, one by one, was changing the habitus, changing people's lives. Relationships, marriages, it was broken, they got to be restored. They got good teaching, how to be husbands and wives and kids, obey your parents. It was that a day we change in the households. It's interesting how they did it with the church. Strategies. So if we put on that evangelism one of the church rebels, it says strategize. Get in the weekly diary. How about people for Jesus? Your job, we'll follow you. You think you're ruined, we're ruined. But yet, life shall live through sight these four laws. If your life has changed, it's changed before I'm watching the world. No, you're being the best part since the thought is. I don't know what I still do for them. Therefore, this is name my forte. I would rather get a biblical scripture out of the Gospels and walk through it bit by bit. Well, then, we scripture. The question I want to put to you is, does this type of mission still work today? Does it still work? Is it still effective that people will simply be transformed by loving Christ? Habitus changes. We didn't pray, now we pray. You remember the blind beggar, the young lad? As Jesus did, was touch his eyes, was blind, now you could see. He was brought up. Before the Sanhedrin, I didn't want Jesus to be my saving grace. He demanded the answer of the question, Far healed you. He says, I'm not too sure. Name is Jesus. No, no, no. Far healed you. We came to Jesus as a sinner like everybody else. He said, A sinner or not? I do not know. All I know is, I was blind, but now I see. My life has changed. That's all I can tell you. And then he went through the court and says, like, look, I have to get mum and dad back in and see if they'll uh, set you up for a criminal charge. Get mum and dad back in. And they're like, ask him, that's him. He's all enough to answer your questions. As he had to say this, I once was this, never this. And then after that, Jesus says, look, well, it's good luck. And Jesus says, I am the Messiah. I'm fine with searching on. Point is, life transformed. And your habitus change and your environment before you have with, you have a message. Even if your message is this, I never had peace, now I have peace. That's a message. That's a beautiful message. I once was, look, and I kind of answer all your questions to deal with Trinity. To deal with one hundred God. I can't answer them all, rather than the dinosaurs. But as I know is this, I once was blind, and now I see. I once never had hope, but now I have hope. And this is the life I never lived before society and the community, before friends and family. Does this type of evangelism style work today, 2,000 years ago? I would say a resounding yes, Jesus. Let's be people of peace and patience and endurance. I have saved you a lot of time. So you didn't have to leave through Tertullian and Cyprian and Lentatius 
You care for their rights. Patient endurance. The mere gladiator to want to destroy you and brutalize you. Give thanks to Jesus, Lord, for the opportunity to live and die for them. You see, what I'm here face to face. Endure it with a joy that Christ would give patiently, never being on our watch. Stand and operate like in a community where it means to live once being in darkness and doing being a new creation living in his wonderful light. It's a picture for me of Elisha and Mount Carmel when there was a contest of fire. Paul bring the fire to the pagans, cutting themselves, worshiping the other gods, and bring a fire on the sacrifice. It's a contest between gods. And the false prophets sit there shouting straight the bell gods, and if there was a god to answer by fire, then that god would win. Elijah against hundreds of prophets. What happens on that road? Shouting, screaming, panic, they start cutting themselves. Elijah, the person of peace, was like, hmm, maybe your gods went to the toilet, went for that toilet break. Well, why do you make shout like that? And Elijah, no, 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 shouting, and rolling, and cutting themselves even now. And Elijah, he said, oh, well, your gods may be deaf. And then, what did he say? Person of peace. God, you are the true God of Israel, heaven and earth. Now, would you answer by fire? He says that fire came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice and then destroyed the prophets of Baal. It's a point. Every great man, woman, kid of God carries this peace. Try again. Jesus, Lazarus is dying. Then I come now, the moment's got to be gone. And the disciples in their comfort was going on. Did Jesus exuberate? Peace. I'm going nighttime. I'm in there much. Four days, John, they get two legs gone. He said, no, no, no. Shoes are peace. Lazarus comes. Every step of the way, Jesus did mission. He was never, 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 never on a rush. He's on the way to be a centurion's son, a slave that had died. And then a woman came up, touched to him with his garments, and been bleeding for 12 years. Jesus could have said, I have a time for this. A centurion's slave dying. I have a time for you. And he just turned doing somebody, whoa, whoa, somebody touched me. This lady that had been under for 12 years. Jesus had said, Healing powers came from heaven, it was me, it was always at peace. Okay, now I'll go and do the next thing. God is a God of peace, He's a God of patience. Just kind of close in prayer. John 14, Jesus has said this to His disciples, it was coming to the end before He was crucified. Even when He was being crucified, it says He was led like a lamb. That Jesus is in. Even says the point is power, even if it's name power, our maybe wouldn't have given you for a fair book. Right now I could call legions upon legions and angels and so that's made us good. I am surrendering myself and patience. And nailish. This needs to be done. I need to be crucified. Even Christians around that we saw that suitcase on a mountain, we saw the dead dead problem, we saw the plague. When you saw nothing, and Jesus says, No, church, 
Be patient. Know who I am. Jesus says, I am leaving you when I gathered. Peace on night. My peace, I am leaving you. Peace on night and peace on heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world can't not give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus is not just saying, I think that peace will be okay. He says, I am giving you my peace. The peace I give, the God peace, the peace that he rules and wears on the world. We look at God was in our bush with me. He would have run me up and threw me in the bed a lot of time ago. And the fact that a lot of you are still sitting there, you can't, God is patient. Like you can't, God was not patient with the world. There was enough rebellion and perversion going on for him to just run up the hell thing and start again. God is extremely patient. When we came in, Christ is coming back, and why is he came back? Before many wars and many trials, God knows. He's waiting for the sons and daughters of Christ to be revealed. He's very patient. And he's just saying, like, yeah, I think God's patience. He says, the patience that I have, you can enter in there. I have a case of world gifts. I'm not a stingy God. I'm not asking for your money or your sacrifices. Enter in. Do not let your heart be troubled. Why? Because God's been not troubled. Christ has never troubled. And in him, only in him is a peace that surpasses understanding. If that's a gift of God, Christ was making that in him, I don't want my heart to be troubled. I don't want to be as troubled as the world. I don't want the world to look at me and think, he's as troubled as us. And he's a minister. And he's a Christian. How effective is his God? That's why the rubber hits the world. I want us to pray, and I'm just going to go. Is that okay? If you want to respond, just again, put your hands. Just got to pray for peace. It's, a, it's an obvious place to land this morning. The greatest witness that you might get during this time is maybe your social media posts. Maybe it's just in a hard place and patient endurance. And you can hear the social media posts. But if we hear the social media posts, the external things right, and we did not hear the living for the lost with peace right, oh me, there's a several of God. Jesus is the church of the living God is before you. They're humble to be in presence. Quite simply, one more message to much of you. Or life style. No ability being a Christian is just a simple lifestyle choice. But yet, Christ, we know you have changed our habits in our most being. That our response to the world has completely changed since knowing you. When I pray for them that are still unsure of what Christ is, God may you just surround them with a wonderful gift of peace. And as we leave here, we pray that we will be able to display Christ truly to the world. Christ of peace. Christ of patience. Christ of kindness. Christ that would bind up the broken heart that would choose people with good shoes. 
in people's feet. The wooden woman sighs and wonders and miracles. With deep and tender heart, care, and love, compassion. No wonder we try to conscience from revival. But it's your heart, another than one sheep that was lost. Help us with a tender heart, my good shepherd, to recognize the lostness and brokenness in our community. Wherefore, but also to go and walk the walk, the fair is to put him on the shoulders and take him home to the sheep pen of the good shepherd. We pray that we would be evangelism and light, that we would serve the essence of the gospel, that we would be good examples in a dark world, in a broken world, that you shine your light of the gospel through your people. They would just be out of the fragments of Christ. Whatever we go, for some, they are fragments of life, for others are fragments of death. But we look forward <coughs> to the gospel of Christ succeeding in a time of despair, in a time of panic. We get the gospel of good news sounds best in dark places. So help us, God, to use this opportunity for now is the time, God. Now is the time to shine your light through your people. We look forward to much harvest for souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless us. Amen. Amen.